Well, I'm glad to be here today. I'm really excited how the Lord is going to use the message that He has given uh, to me uh, for our growth and for our walk with Him. Uh, let's open with a word of prayer, shall we? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today that we can gather around your word, Lord. Lord, I ask that you would open our hearts, that we can understand your words. Lord, open our eyes. Holy Spirit, you, you got to do the work. Lord, open our eyes that we can hear, that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Father, use it for your honor, glory, and honor and praise, Lord. And we'll thank you for that. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, today we're going to be in the book of 1 Kings, chapter 17. The title of the message is, Thus Saith the Lord. 1 Kings 17. We're not going to start there, but just for a, a background here, I think it's very important. As it will set the foundation of the message today. You don't have to turn to where I'm turning, but turn to 1 Kings 17. But in Psalm 23, verse 1, the Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So if you look at Psalm 23, you're going to find out that the Lord is the shepherd. And the sheep understood that the Lord is my shepherd, therefore I'm not going to want. And if you read that passage, you're going to see the relationship between the shepherd and the sheep in the perspective of the sheep. If you go to John 10, which I'm going to turn there now, you're going to find out the same principle, same relationship. You're going to see the sheep and the shepherd. But it's from the perspective of the shepherd. In John 10, the Bible says in verse 27, this is the Lord speaking. It's in red letters. It says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. See, the sheep has to understand that the ownership of the shepherd is there. In order for the sheep to really follow the shepherd, the sheep needs to understand the ownership of the shepherd. In order for a sheep to follow the shepherd, the sheep needs to be able to surrender and say, okay, shepherd, I'm going to follow you. The sheep doesn't follow another sheep, but he follows the shepherd. Does that make sense? And as, as you allow the Lord to be the shepherd, he will lead. Pastor uh, sang this, was it last year on Zoom? See, the Lord knows the way through the wilderness. All I have to do is follow. And this principle is very important as we dive into 1 Kings. In Romans 12, chapter 1, the Bible says, I beseech thee, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Paul is admonishing us, exhorting us, beseeching us that we would present our bodies to be a living sacrifice. Same principle. Paul is saying, we got to understand we're a sheep. Because not until we understand we're a sheep, we're not going to follow him. In John 10, the Bible says, the sheep hears my voice and they follow me. Now we're going to be in 1 Kings 17. And I want to show you today 
I want to direct you to Elijah, which is one of the Lord's sheep. And you're going to find out in this passage that the Lord will tell Elijah something, and Elijah would rise up, and he would follow the instruction of the Lord. In, in verse 1, we're going to be in chapter 17, 18, and 19, Lord willing, if we have time. Uh, until what time do I have, Pastor Silver? 12.05, okay, about, I have about 30 minutes, we'll see. But starting in verse 1, introduction for Elijah is found here. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And we know this in James 5.17, that the famine, there's no rain, there's no rain nor dew on the ground for three and a half years. That's what Elijah was trying to say, but look at this. The, entire, the title of the message is, Thus saith the Lord. But look at verse 2. And the Bible says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. Verse 2. It's the Thus saith the Lord, where it says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Now there's the instruction. Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. Can you see the shepherd saying, okay, sheep, okay, Elijah, get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook Cherith. That is before Jordan. And there's a promise there. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. See, when the Lord says something, all we have to do is to trust him and obey. Because when we do so, look at, look at what Elijah did. So he went. And did according unto the word of the Lord. The Lord says, Elijah, go. So what did Elijah do? He went. And when he went, the Bible says, and did according unto the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. You see, um, Ahab is a bad king. If you're going to look at in, verse, in chapter 16 and verse 33, this is a description of Ahab. And Ahab made a grove, and Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. See, Ahab was so bad that Elijah had to come up to him and say, okay, there's no rain, there's no dew that's going to happen. But the Lord told Elijah that I want you to get up, hide yourself in the brook chariot, and when you go there, you're going to find ravens. And what did Elijah do? The Bible says he went. You see, when the Lord says something, we got to obey. And one of the promises here is because of protection. If Elijah didn't go there, then I wonder what would happen with his life. See, the Lord told him to hide in Brook Cherith. Not only that, but he was fed by the ravens. One thing you're going to learn as you follow the Lord is you're going to meet God's friends. And you don't get to choose who God befriend himself with. In this instance, we see the ravens. The Bible says in verse 4, And I have commanded the ravens, to feed thee there. See, God said, okay, Elijah, go. And then Elijah went, and he stayed there. 
Drop down to verse 7. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Look at verse 8. It's thus saith the Lord again. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Okay, the first story was about the Lord telling Elijah, okay, get up, go to the brook Cherith. And then when you get there, you're going to find ravens and they're going to feed you there. Now, the brook dried up, so it's time for Elijah to get up. But Elijah didn't move until the Lord told him to move. The Bible says in verse 8, the word of the Lord came and he told Elijah, arise. Now, get thee to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. And Elijah, being a sheep and understanding that principle, he, what does the Bible says? What does the Bible says? And he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. Are we still understanding the, what's happening here? Now we're in um, Zarephath, to where Elijah is meeting up with a widow woman, right? And the Lord says, go there, and the widow woman is going to feed thee. So he meet the widow woman, and he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruse. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. So, the Lord told Elijah, go to Zarephath. And when you go there, you're going to find a widow woman. Now, Elijah arose and he went to Zarephath. And Elijah got there and he met the widow woman. And he told the widow woman, fetch, I pray thee, little water and give me food. But the widow woman said, said in verse 12, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but I only have a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks. Oh, okay, Elijah, this is what's happening. My resources are, my resources are lacking. Oh, uh, this is my plan. I'm just going to gather the sticks. And after we eat, me and my son will eat. We're going to eat, and then we're going to die. And you're asking me to give you food? I don't have food. This is all I have left. And after we eat, we're just going to die. And as you know the story, there's no rain nor dew, so there's a famine going on. There's a hunger going on in the place. Does that make sense? But what did the Lord say? The Lord said to Elijah, go and tell the woman to feed thee. Verse 13, and Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. If you don't read that carefully, you're going to think that Elijah is being selfish, because Elijah is saying, okay, that's your plan, but make me cake first. But in reality, what Elijah was saying is, just obey because when you obey, there's promises there. And you're going to find out later that the Lord 
bless them. See, Elijah was saying to the widow woman, don't worry about that. Just make me a cake because that's what the Lord said. As, as Elijah, as the widow woman obeys, then the promise of God will shower upon them. You see, in verse 14, For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. Okay, so what is happening here? Let's back up a little bit. We're done with the ravens and the brook Cherith. But the Lord told, told Elijah, okay, you're going to go to Zarephath and you're going to find a widow woman. So Elijah went. But there's two people now in the scenario. The other side is the widow woman. The Lord told Elijah, go and the widow woman will feed you. And Elijah told the widow woman, just feed me. Make a cake first for me, because the promises will, sh will, will shower upon them. So the widow woman decided, okay, I'm going to listen to you. See, there's two people that has to come to the decision, okay, we'll see what the Lord will do. And as they obeyed, they met in the middle, and guess what happened? They did not lack anything. They had a meal, the Bible says, in verse 16, a barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which is spake by Elijah. See, when we follow the Lord, there's going to be provisions. <laughs> and we found that to be true. Went to Porcupine Plain, we were just willing to go there out of our pocket before we left. Blessings came. And we got back here, and we've been telling people, and this is for the glory of God, we haven't spent a dime. Huh. And we get there and we find out, oh man, the place we're staying was just fixed a couple weeks before we get there. And we're like, okay, Lord, what are you trying to do? You see, there's the principle that as the Lord leads, you just got to follow. And the Lord is working in other people's lives too, but as they follow, the Lord will direct. And I think this is a hard thing for a church too. As we seek for the Lord's building, the Lord may impress in pastors' heart to have a building, but not until the people get to the point that, okay, Lord, what do you want us to do? I see. Moses, the Lord told Moses they're going to go to Canaan land, but the people were in unbelief, so they weren't able to get in Canaan land. The Lord had to destroy them in the wilderness, and that's sad. It was Joshua and I think Aaron that was only able to get there. Maybe I'm wrong. But see, as we obey, the Lord will direct. Not just personally, but also corporately. So we see how Elijah was moved to brook, the brook Cherith. And he found the ravens there. And now he's in Zarephath. He found a widow woman there. But look at with me here. There's a little bit of hiccup here in verse 17. And it, came to, and it came to pass after these things, the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick, and his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O the man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? So the son is sick now, 
and there was no breath left in him. And Elijah said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up in a loft where he abode and laid him upon his bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourn? by slaying her son. And he stretched himself forth upon the child three times, and cried unto the Lord, and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came into him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house, and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. So after the barrel wasted not, and after the cruise of oil wasted not, the, the son of the widow woman got sick. And the Bible says there was no breath left in him. And, and as you remember, Elijah was sent to meet the widow woman. Remember? To go to Zarephath, and the widow woman will feed you. And in verse 22, and the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the soul of the child came unto him, into him again, and he revived. You see, when we follow the Lord, you will meet God's friends, the ravens, the widow woman. Not only that, but the ravens will feed you. But I want you to look at this one. When you follow the Lord, as you see in Elijah here, you will raise the dead. Oh, yeah. I was reading the book of Acts, and you see Philip just following the Lord, and all of a sudden you find him next to the eunuch, the Ethiopian eunuch, I think, and he was preaching to him, you see? And the Lord directed Philip to preach the gospel to him. Now this dead soul was made alive. And there's a uh, principle there. I've met an evangelist that would do the same thing to where I think Brother Fagali does the exact same thing. He just lets the Lord lead, and all of a sudden he meets people, and boom, there they are. They're ready. The Lord directs their sheep. And same thing with Paul. Remember Paul? He was going to Asia, but the Lord told him to go to Macedonia because there were people waiting for him there. You see, we got to learn. We got to learn. We got to learn as a sheep to understand that the, the shepherd will lead. And as he leads, there's so many promises that you can get there. The Lord led Pastor White here, and guess what? He led him here. And if Pastor White would allow, and the church would allow, boom, soul save will be happening. Depending on how we're working in them, sometimes we just have to plant seeds, sometimes it's time for a harvest. But we got to be willing to follow the Lord. Elijah just followed, and Look at this in verse 24. And the woman said unto Elijah, the woman saw that the cruise didn't fail and the barrel of meal didn't fail. But in verse 24, look at that. And the woman said to Elijah, now by this I know that thou art a man of God, that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. Is Elijah a spiritual giant? Some people would consider him. But in reality, what Elijah was only doing, he was just following the Lord as the Lord leads. As the Lord leads, he is just following the Lord. In verse uh, chapter 18, we're going to go to the next story here. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. And as the sheep, Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab. And there was a sore famine in Samaria. 
And Ahab called Obadiah, which was the governor of his house. Now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly, for it was so when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord that Obadiah took an hundred prophets and hid them by fifty in a cave and fed them with bread and water. And Ahab said unto Obadiah, Go into the land unto all fountains of water and unto all brooks, peradventure we may find grass to save the horses and mules alive, that we lose not all the beasts. So they divided the land between them to pass throughout it. Ahab went one way by himself, and Obadiah went another way by himself. And as Obadiah was in the way, behold, Elijah met him, and he knew him, and fell on his face, and said, Art thou that my lord Elijah? And he answered him, I am. Go tell thy lord Ahab, behold, Elijah is here. So what's happening here is the Lord told Elijah, Okay, Elijah, time to get up. Go to Ahab and tell him that I'm going to send rain. But as Elijah was following, there's Obadiah on the other hand. You see, when you follow the Lord, you're going to meet God's friends. And Obadiah is a is a, another sheep, and working under Ahab, obviously. But he met, Elijah and Obadiah met. And we're now in this situation here in verse 9, and he said, What have I sinned that thou wouldest deliver thy servant into the hand of Ahab to slay me? Because Elijah was telling Obadiah, Okay, go tell Ahab that I'm here. So Obadiah was afraid because the verse will tell us in verse 10, as the Lord thy God liveth, there is no nation or kingdom whither my Lord hath sent, hath not sent to seek thee. And when they said he is not there, he took an oath of the kingdom and nation that they found thee not. And now thou sayest, go and tell thy Lord, behold, Elijah is here. So what's happening is after um, Elijah told Ahab in the first place that there's going to be no rain, no dew, Ahab has been hunting him down, but he could not find him because the Lord directed him to go to Berkshireth and now in Zarephath, but Elijah is showing himself now, and Obadiah was afraid to, to leave Elijah where, they, where he found him, because he said here, and it shall come to pass, and as, as soon as I am gone from thee, the Spirit of the Lord shall carry thee whither I know not. As soon as I go back to Obadiah and tell him what's happening, that you're here, the Spirit of the Lord shall carry thee whither I know not. And so when I come and tell Ahab, and he cannot find thee, he shall slay me. But I, thy servant, fear the Lord from thy youth. Long story short, Ahab came out. He was able to meet Elijah. In verse 17, it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house, that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. Now therefore send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal four hundred and fifty, and the prophets of the groves four hundred, which eat at Jezebel's tables. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel, and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. Okay, so Elijah now is in front of Ahab. And Elijah told Ahab, okay, gather the prophets. Gather all Israel. Verse 19, gather to me all Israel, unto Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal, 450, and the prophets of the groves. So Ahab sent and gathered the Israel and the prophets. In verse 21, as they all gathered, and Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him, but if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I only, remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Now, we're in this story. I don't know if you're familiar with it. But Elijah is about to challenge the prophets of Baal. He would tell them, okay, do the sacrifice, and I want you to call unto Baal. If that offering is burnt 
by, by Baal and your false gods, then let Baal be God. But I'm going to make my own sacrifice here. And if the Lord God will burn this offering, then he is God. So he's making a, um, you, you got to get to the point, you got to decide. It's either God is God, that he is the shepherd that you ought to follow, or you're just going to follow anyone else but him. You see, the Lord, the Bible says, I'd rather have you cold, not a warm look Christian. It's either you're hot or you're cold. You got to decide. Okay, that's what's happening here right now. Verse 23. A few minutes here. But I'll just tell you the story. The, the prophets of Baal tried, well, Elijah said, okay, go ahead, you start your sacrifice. And it started from morning and to the noon, and then you find Elijah mocking them in the noontime, because in verse 27, and it came to pass at the noon that Elijah mocked them and said, cry aloud, for he is God, referring to Baal. Either he is talking, he's probably busy, or he is pursuing, or he is in a journey, or peradventure he sleepeth, and must be awakened. And they cried aloud, the prophets of Baal, and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lancets till the blood gushed out upon them. And it came to pass when midday was past, and they prophesied until the time of offering of the evening sacrifice, that there was neither voice nor any to answer nor any that regardeth. Now, here comes Elijah. And Elijah said unto all the people, verse 30, Come near unto me, and all the people came near unto him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took twelve stones according to the number of the tribes of the son of Jacob, unto whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. Verse 33, and he put the wood in order and cut the bullock in pieces and laid him on the wood. And he said this, when you, when you burn an offering, you don't put water in it because it's not going to happen. I've, I've never tried camping and putting water in it and trying to put a fire on it. It's not going to happen unless you put a, a gas there. Then boom, it'll fire up, right? But Elijah here is saying in verse 33, the last part, fill four barrels with water. And pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And he said, do it again the second time. And they did it the second time. And he said, do it the third time. And they did it the third time. And the water ran around about the altar. And he filled the trench also with water. And came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their hearts back again. Verse 38. Then the fire of the Lord fell, and consumed the burnt sacrifice, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. See, when you obey the Lord, the fire of the Lord will come down. You will also point them to Christ. Because look at verse 39. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal. Let not one of them escape. And they took them. And Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slew them there. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up. Eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Well, you're going to find this out, that um, the rain is about to come. 
verse 45, drop down there. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezebel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. So we've been talking about how we follow the Lord. When we follow the Lord, there's going to be promises. The ravens will feed you. There's going to be provision. There's going to be protection from Ahab. Not only that, but you're going to find a widow woman. And he's going to feed, she's going to feed you. And also, you're going to raise the dead. But only that, the fire of the Lord will come down. See, these are the blessings of following the Lord. But... There's a warning here in chapter 19. The first two chapters of Elijah, 17 and 18, talks about the blessings of the Lord when you follow him. When you understand that as a sheep, he is the shepherd, that he knows the way. He knows you're going to go up the mountain. He knows that you're going to go down the valleys. But if he's the one that told you to go there, you'll be all right because he'll be with you. But in chapter 19, seems like Elijah forgot about that. You think Elijah is a spiritual giant. He's not. He's just following the Lord. And you're going to find that in chapter 19, that he is like you and me, prone to wonder. Chapter 19, And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. Now, verse 3, this is Elijah. And when he saw that, he arose. Now, we've been talking for the last two chapters that whenever Elijah moves, the word of the Lord will come and say, okay, Elijah, rise up and go. And when you go, there's provision, right? We see that in, with the ravens. We see that with the widow woman. We see that going to Ahab. But over here in chapter 19, you look at it and... It was not the Lord that told him to move. It was Jezebel that sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. So basically, Elijah got a message saying, Okay, the prophets that you killed, when the fire came down, their lives, your life is going to be like their lives. I want you dead, basically, was what Jezebel is trying to say. Oh, yeah, Jezebel. Verse 3, and when he, this Elijah, saw that, he arose and went for his life. We're missing a verse here, Christian. Elijah is moving now, not with the power of the Lord, not with thus saith the Lord, but Elijah is moving with the voice of Jezebel. And when you do that, there's no promises, there's no protection, you're going to suffer. There's no blessings. It's full of curses. Because you're going to find in verse 3, when he saw that, when Elijah saw the message, instead of him turning to God and saying, okay, Lord, I got a message. What am I supposed to do? Elijah didn't wait on the Lord. Now, what happened? Peter was walking on water, looking up to Christ. But what happened? He started sinking when he saw the wind. He started sinking. And Elijah is about to sink. Because his eyes now is not focused on the Lord. It's focused on the message that Jezebel sent. You're going to find out in verse 3 here. And when he saw that, Elijah arose and went for his life. You're talking about Elijah, the spiritual giant that people think that can bring down fire. You see him here running away? And went for his life. Not only that. And he came to Bathsheba, which belonged to Judah. 
and left his servant there. Now, Elijah was so afraid. You see, when we don't obey God, what's going to happen is fear is going to set in. Oh, yeah. The opposite of faith is fear. See, you see Elijah being afraid, and he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree like Jonah, and he requested for himself that he might die. Elijah? Elijah that raised the dead? He's the one that wanted to die? Why? It's because as a sheep just found the shepherd, he saw another shepherd and decided to follow that shepherd. It could be Jezebel or it could be him. You see, the Christian way is not I, but Christ. We've got to be able to get to the point that, okay, Lord, this is my life. Have at it. Say, this is your life. All you have to do is place to God in God's hands. And what God will do, he will take care of your life. But once you take your life from his hands and you put it in your hand, you know what's going to happen? You're the one that's in charge of your life. And guess what? We are not God. You study all this omnis, omnipresence, omnipotence, omniscience. We're not that. The Lord is already in tomorrow. <laughs> He's eternal. He knows what's best for you and me. And if you look back in your Christian life, you're going to realize that this truth is true. Because you're going to find yourself in a situation under a juniper tree, just afraid. I don't know what to do. Just run away. And the problem is because we didn't follow him. I see the, the hymn writer understood that when it said, prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. See, Elijah forgot. Verse 19, skipping here a little bit. Let's see, verse 19, no, verse 10, or verse 9. Before we get to verse 9, um, the Lord found Elijah under the juniper tree. He was so afraid, wanted to kill himself, but the Lord was gentle to him. I have a question for you. Does God love Elijah when he was following him more? Or does God love Elijah when he was, wasn't following him? You see, as a human being would think, I'm, I'm going to love him because he's following me. But the Lord is not like that. He loves you when you're good or bad. It doesn't mean he's happy about it. He wants the best for you. You see, Instead of breaking Elijah, the Lord provided him in verse 6, and he looked, and behold, there was a cake baking on the coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid him down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. Verse 9, And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? Remember the principle? The Lord Came, the word of the Lord came and told them, go, arise, go to the brook Cherith, Zarephath, and now Ahab. Now, verse 9, it says here at the last part, what doest thou here, Elijah? Because the problem is, Elijah is not supposed to be there. 
the Lord didn't tell him to go there. But Elijah listened to another shepherd. And the Lord is asking him, so what are you doing here? I'm running out of time. And you know this familiar verse in verse 11. And he said, go forth and stand upon the mount. Behold the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by in a great and strong wind, rent the mountains and break in pieces. The rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. But after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. The wind, the, the earthquake, the fire, I think it's just um, something the Lord is using to, to get Elijah's ears back again. See, the Lord is saying, okay, Elijah, can you hear me? Because the sheep will hear his voice and will follow him. But when, when, we, when we wander away from the Lord, it, it gets hard to hear him. See, the Lord has to place him here and realize, what doest thou here, Elijah? And it says here, and after a fire, a still, small voice. Then Elijah heard. Now, from Elijah doing all these things, how do you, from, from Elijah wandering away from God, how do you get back? The answer is found in verse 15. And the Lord said unto him, go, what's the next word? Return. You got to return. As you walk our Christian life, you're going to find out where tend to wander. But we have to also realize that in order to get back where we left God, is we got to return. We got to repent. The way up is down. And as we get closer to God, you see him who he is. You see him that he's holy, that we're sinners. But the way to get close to God, you're going to need repentance. Because the way you get close to God, you're going to see that he's holy. As you read your Bible, the Bible says that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. You're going to see who you are. And as a potter that molds the clay, the Lord will mold us. And that's okay. Because he is the shepherd. I don't mold myself as a sheep. No, 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 I got to trust him. Okay, Lord, here's my life. Have at it. The Lord says, the, they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall what? Suffer persecution. And that will happen too. But when that happened, we got to look up to him and, and wait on him. The problem with Elijah is he didn't wait on the Lord. He didn't even look up to him. He just decided, you know what? I heard the message. I'm booking it. But the Lord said, okay, what are you doing here, Elijah? Now go and return. I don't know where you're at in your Christian life. But if you're going to serve the Lord, you got to be able to hear. If you would allow, how do you hear? I have two things. The first one is... You're going to need the word of God, and you're going to need prayer. Um, turn with me. You're going to turn with me to the first Corinthians. Pastor White has been preaching about the, the message on wisdom, but I want to touch on that a little bit. He mentioned that the wisdom is the manner of life. It is true. Actually, it is the Christian life. In first Corinthians chapter one and verse 30, the Bible says, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us what? Wisdom. Righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. We think of sanctification and redemption as Christ, but we forget that Jesus is wisdom. Let me explain that to you. Go to Proverbs 1. Proverbs 1. See, Jesus is our wisdom. 
And it's needed to have wisdom to understand the word of God. And you're going to find that out in Proverbs 1. Proverbs 1 in verse 21, the Bible says, or verse 20, Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief places of concourse. In the opening of the gates in the city uttereth her words. So basically the wisdom is crying in the streets, in the chief places, in the gates, in the city. And this is the cry. How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in the scorning and fools hate knowledge. This is the gospel. Verse 23. See, the wisdom is crying. And the, the cry is, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in the scorning. And fools hate knowledge. Verse 23. Repentance. Turn you at my reproof, the Bible says. Look at this. When you repent... This is gospel message. I'm telling you about wisdom. Turn you at my reproof. When you turn, behold, I will pour out what? My spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. We need wisdom. But in order to get wisdom, we got to repent. And that is salvation message. But the Bible says here, when you repent, and you know this, in the New Testament, I will pour out my spirit in you. It's the Holy Ghost. And now you can understand the words. And will make known my words unto you. See, in order to hear from the Lord, we got to know the Word of God. And we're not going to know it if we're not saved, because we don't have the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, I will send you the Comforter, and He shall teach you all things, and will bring all things to your remembrance. You're going to need the Word of God, and you're going to need prayer. If you study the book of Acts, you study the life of Christ. Whenever He makes a decision, He is always praying. Before He chose the disciples, He was praying. Before he was transfigured, he was praying. Disciples too, they were praying. They wanted to just go out and preach, but the Lord said, go back, go back to Jerusalem. I want you to wait there. Wait, see. They were praying in one accord, and the Holy Ghost came, and then they have power. Thus saith the Lord. See, there are so many blessings about thus saith the Lord, I can only touch the surface of it. But there's also a warning there. If we don't walk by faith and we walk by sight. If we look, look on the wind instead of God, we're going to start sinking. But the way to go back is repentance. And the way to know how to walk, we're going to need this and prayer. And let's close that in prayer. Father, thank you for this short time that I can preach thy word, Lord. I pray that this truth will, will be embedded in our hearts, Lord. Father, we don't want to be wandering away, just wanting to kill ourselves. Lord, it's, it may be funny, but it's not funny when it happens, Lord. So, Lord, I pray that you would uphold our steps. Give grace unto us, Lord, that we can just serve you, not because of what we can do, but because of how you would direct, because you deserve all the glory and honor and praise, Lord. Be with us now as we dismiss. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.